This is out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie, and we are your hosts, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen. How you doing, Angie? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah, good. It's hot. Should we complain about that for a minute? I feel like I mean, we kind of, like, it's, it's kind the of, requisite complaint. Well, it's the thing that everybody does right now. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you how hot it is. Tell me. Okay. So, Friday after work. I needed, I hadn't worked out that day, and I was like, I've got to get something in. And I had to meet a friend at the boathouse, because we were going out to Lake Maumelle to take care of some rowing stuff. And I thought, well, I'll just run from my house in Riverdale to the boathouse. Four miles. No. Not a big deal. No. Right? You should have called. So, I would have told you. So, <laughs> you would have told me, you would have, you would have given me that. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. So, I, you know, I take off slow as I'll get out. And so... I get to the Broadway Bridge, and I'm about halfway across it, and I grab my phone off my arm so I can call her and let her know, hey, I'm, I'm getting pretty close. I should be there in this amount of time. And my phone had the thermometer thing on it, mm-hmm. the temperature warning, like, I'm overheating. You need to get shut me cooled down. off. I'm going to shut down. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, that's why this is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, the pavement and the sun, it was just like it zapped me. Yeah, if I made you're it, ever in that situation, you can call me, and I'll let you know it's okay. not a good idea. <laughs> I made it to Main Street about three and a half, and I was like, mm, walking. I, mean, I can't. That's, yeah. 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 Well, yay for you for walking and not Lyft or Uber the last half mile. Yeah. <laughs> I might have thought about that. I'm pretty sure right. I would have thought about it. I've been like, oh, hey, no. Uh, I, called, I called Ellen, and I was like, mm. That's all I got. I'm walking. <laughs> so uh, just so you know, can you please bring me some ice water and a towel? That yeah, would be awesome. Good call. Yeah. So she hooked me up when she came. But that's that's how hot it is. Yeah. I know. And then we have, like, the in-studio guest who's in a certain condition that makes me yeah. feel like a big wuss even saying anything. Like, oh, my God, it's so hot. <laughs> oh, really? Are you about to pop out a kid? No, I'm not. But, oh, my God, it's so hot. <laughs> But do you know so how hot. hot it is? Yeah, I be right. So I'm gonna stop right now. Yeah, I'm stop right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I could only imagine. You're like, Phew. yeah. This yeah, it's rough. I mean, because <laughs> not only not only is it bloody hot, you're carrying around an extra. I, I've gained an extra like 45 pounds of weight here, so I'm just radiating constantly. I feel like. Yeah. I am a little oh. bit warmer, actually, now that I'm yeah. I think I should have sat on the other side. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. whoo, I'm just God. so sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know. This yeah. pregnant hot lady over here. Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We should probably introduce her. We yourself. should, yeah, yeah, we should probably introduce. Yeah. 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 Right. Do you, or you can introduce yourself. We don't like well, to be presumptuous oh, here. whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I just call her Alex, and I just know that she's... Um, we sat we sat on a panel together and we were introduced as our other panelists two favorite people in the mm-hmm. whole wide world and i was nice. like whoa yeah yeah i wish i had one of those panels like twice a week because it was mm-hmm. pretty amazing for the ego boost but it was i know we don't have them every day it's too bad <laughs> oh, i don't often hear i'm someone's favorite person or like even in the top two so it was a, it was a big day uh, but the other favorite person is alex and she is with us, super pregnant, being a good sport. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this, at least you have a comfy chair for me to sit in while I'm here. Well, that's yeah. good. I'm glad we can do that. Discussion. Yeah. Yeah. At least we can do that. Yeah. Alex is kind of a big deal in research, and I say kind of as a really unnecessary qualifier um, at College of Public Health. And so, if you want to talk more about kind of your big deal. Well, I've, I've never been called a big deal before. So. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> but um, even kind of one is still nice. You're a big deal yeah. here. You're a big deal. <laughs> but, yeah, so I do research in public health, um, specifically around adolescent sexuality. Um, I work a lot with LGBTQ youth, um, identifying their um, priority health issues and learning from them how they feel like we could better address their needs. Um, I also focus a lot on sex education in schools, um, which we know is probably a bit of a uh, touchy subject here in Arkansas, given the socio-political climate that we have, mm-hmm. um, but n- nonetheless remains a necessity um, for our attention. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless <laughs> of political climate, yeah. sex ed is probably a but big it's kind of an important it's probably a thing deal, we should talk you know? about. That's one of those God. things that I would say is kind of a big deal. It's kind <laughs> of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and so and and we've been talking and Angie and I a little bit about this, but it, you know, recently I've I've talked to a couple of parents who are facing um, their children asking them questions. Children that have have came out to them and and they have a a lot of questions and and how to address those questions and it's like well you know I've just never even really thought about it I don't know why I mean it was never talked about when I was in school you know in in the late 80s early early 90s and that's I wasn't out at that time and we didn't even talk about opposite sex sex you know we had a box in the classroom that oh if you want to put a question in there you know I'll address it but who wants anybody to see them Right. You know, putting a question in the box and then being, you know, oh, it's completely anonymous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and even though I may have, you know, I was suppressing it at that time, and there would have been no way I would have asked questions about anything else. And so I, I know even now that sex education is pretty much a non, non-existent thing you know it's always abstinence 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 which is crazy to me because I was in school same time as you and Mm -hmm. I remember granted it was you know in the Shangri-La that is Wisconsin um we had fifth grade I remember there was a curriculum I don't remember how long it was I just remember actually dreading it because it's like why would you want like the guidance counselor would actually come in (laughs) and give the conversation Right, and yeah. we split boys, girls, and it was like it wasn't just a one day thing though. Like this was there was a curriculum. Was it largely focused on puberty? Mm. There was ours, a lot ours of was. puberty, but also, I mean, yeah, the reproductive system, how it all works, and then we had it again, like at a ninth grade health class, which then, I mean, it, it tracked. It was more age appropriate. We talked about the actual, you know, sex stuff, <laughs> but that wow. was. That's why it always surprises me, again, that I get that we're in an abstinence-only state and region. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the same time that you were in school, I was getting that stuff. I mean, granted, now we did not cover an LGBT unit. I want to be very right. clear about that. Yeah, it wasn't, right. like, that perfect. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I clearly remember those two points. Like, that health class in my, yeah, my freshman year of high school, that was a quarter-long class. I mean, it wasn't just wow. like... Wow. You had a lot more than a lot of kids get here. I yeah. Know. You know, we did have... <laughs> and in, I'm old. <laughs> at around fourth grade, we had the... From then on, every year, we would have the nurse come in and, and give us, like, the... the gr- it was called Growing Up and Liking It. Oh. And, you know, they separa- separated us, so I don't know what they did with the guys, mm-hmm. but the girls went into the library, you know, and, and it was all age groups together, and some of the questions that the older girls was <laughs> just like oh my god are they really asking that what does that even mean <laughs> you know um but then we had to go back to class with our paper sacks that had our book in it and our pad in it you know and all the things that we we're going to take home to our parents to say <laughs> we did and it was just like uh like that's the last thing I want to do is go back to class with the guys in this mm-hmm. book that talks about all of our girl parts mm-hmm. and nice. and stuff for these guys to, to make fun of well, us. And I, I know from my experience, you know, going to school here in Arkansas, like in the mid to late 90s, it was, um, I mean, in, we had the, yeah, the puberty talk in fifth grade. Um, the only sex education I got after that was really like watching the birth video in biology class in eighth grade. And then, um, so it's like that scared, like <laughs> nobody do yeah. this. It's like you're yeah. gonna watch this lady push show you out the miracle this baby. of birth, but right. also in a way that you're terrified. Yeah, and don't, especially yeah. eighth grade. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're like, I haven't even had my period yet. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I just started wearing a bra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe that was just me. I don't know. But um, yeah, and then in high school. It was, I think we had a chapter in our, you know, semester-long required health unit um, that was about STIs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had somebody brought in from outside to do a slideshow, and here's the scariest, you know, horror show depictions of what, ha- what STIs you can get. Um, and so, and then in my senior year, um, we had someone develop what was called the abstinence team. 
And so, oh. you know, so the son here, yeah, promised never to. Was it the purity pledge? Well, my, my might as well have been, you know, because yeah. it was they were we were hand selected, you know, this group of popular seniors who were going to be these role models for abstinence, oh. and um, to the younger kids in the school and. So and, also uh, you were popular in high school. So yeah. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's really what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> so you were a big deal even yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just okay. <laughs> helps helps people understand. Yeah, understand. Alex is a big deal. Always and has been, been, a been big for deal. quite a while. So it was certainly it was eye opening. And I mean, and upon reflection, I had to you know graduate from high school and realize, okay, there's got to be more to you know healthy relationships and sex education than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, so I, then I just kind of figured, you know pursued it with my educational career yeah because I feel like it's it's I don't know if this is maybe just in the south or but it's at such a young age you view that as just bad Mm -hmm. it's just bad and so not at any time do you or at least for me like did I ever feel safe or comfortable going to an adult and saying hey I have some questions you know Mm -hmm. I'm starting to date or whatever and I have some questions about how all this business works yeah. the sex thing this oh, making always, babies always thing <laughs> whatever, about it. Yeah. you know and um and and really at that point in time I was so clueless that STDs and things like that weren't even a <laughs> thought in my mind yeah. you know and and because it's it's much it's much more than just about pregnancy you sure. know and and, and which we forget, I think, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there are other things that can happen. Other things that can <laughs> happen. Well, and that's the conversation I was having, uh, you know, with a friend of mine is, you know, they, they have these young preteen children that are coming out and have all these questions, and thankfully they feel safe enough to come to their parents and talk to them about it and ask them about it. That's wonderful. But they have, and, and they're smart enough to know that they need to be concerned of all of the possibilities that could happen with HIV and, and all of those things, and so... But then it's also like, as a parent, God, you know, am I, am I answering these questions correctly? You know, and so I thought, well, hey, we we might need to talk about that. <laughs> we, might, we might Let's. need to, to, to have a, a couple episodes. And because, I mean, I have a 25-year-old son and straight. Have you had the talk? But it's him? still, have I had the talk? So, All right, good. So, good job. You need me to tell you the story. I know, right? And I was... Don't I, was, tell the I was telling Alexandra, I was like, you know, I, here I am. I was I was a health teacher, taught seventh grade health, and that wasn't a part of our curriculum. Um, so I, you would think that I would have felt comfortable addressing that with my own child, but there was it was like a kind of a tough thing to to broach. I remember he was probably around thirteen, and I decided one night I was like, I'm going to have to talk with him. He's not gonna know I'm gonna have to oh talk, but I'm gonna God. have to talk with Can't him. him. And I, I, I try, right? He, we, we were going through this uh, Texas Hold'em phase. We were playing poker, and you know, we dealt and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, "Oh, would would you raise me, Brand? Okay, well, I'll see you that. And you know, you're um, so you're getting older, and you're gonna start to you know have hair growing your arms and in different places. And all of a sudden, he went, "Okay, mom, I'm all in." <laughs> this, this I'm all in. I'm done. You know what? I think I think um, I don't want to play Texas yep. Hold'em anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he hasn't played it since. <laughs> I don't want to have those talks. But then a few years later, because of a circumstance, you know, I, I didn't really ever go into detail with him. And I hate that. I mean, thankfully, I haven't had to worry about it. But I, I say I haven't had to worry about it. But I felt the need. I was like, okay, we got to talk about this. It's like, Brandon, there, there are way more things that could happen here besides having a child well before you're ready for it you know and it's talked about some stds and things like that and how it could affect your life if you aren't safe and um if you choose to have sex and so we kind of had that conversation and and then i said and if you make me a grandmother before i'm 50 i will kill you Of course, anyway, Alex, that's part of your career. Anyway, no, I know that was horrible. It was horrible of me, but anyway, he knows. He knows that was joking, but um, I think he does. Brandon, do you know? Are you a grandma yet? I'm not a grandma yet. Okay. Oh, we got five years. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's that. It's it's tough, you know, and I think just 
because of the stigma that we, especially in our area, in our mm-hmm. region, that it's, you know, it's it's hard for kids to feel safe. It's hard for kids to feel safe to ask. It's hard for parents to feel like they can broach the topic. I mean, we have now generations of parents who have not received comprehensive sex education, so they've never been modeled how to have the talk. Mm-hmm. They Therefore, they're ill-equipped and scared to try to, you know, have the talk with their children. So nothing ever really gets said, mm-hmm. you know. So I would just say kudos to you for at least ambushing your kid with the information during <laughs> Texas Hold'em, you know. At the very least, thank you, thank you. at the very least, you know, you that was something. Yeah. And and that's more than a lot of kids get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, this, and it's especially true, you know, when we see LGBT youth who are wrestling with, you know, multiple other dimensions of their identity on top of, you know, how to protect themselves sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, and it's, and it's a lot for any youth to be able to, to deal with all that mm-hmm. and for a parent to know how to navigate those discussions. It is a lot. Right, right. And we're not preparing our parents just like we're not preparing our children, you know. Right, well, and, and that was another part of the, the discussion too is like, you know, he's a preteen and still knows that there needs to be concern there you know and that he needs to ask questions and things that he needs to know about where we have adults that aren't paying attention to that stuff mm-hmm. you know who, who don't who's like, oh, yeah. why do I need to be concerned about that yeah. you know well and I would even just add you know in addition to being concerned about STIs you know we have a rise in um, intimate partner violence and dating violence among youth and I think a lot of people um, aren't aware of that and and how problematic that can be um, if, if the first dating relationship you're ever in is essentially an abusive one you know then how do you ever learn how to have a healthy relationship as adults mm-hmm. you know right because your experience becomes your expectation yeah. right so if your experience is this abusive setting then that's kind of I mean our first experiences become our normal yeah and then our expectations are based on what our normal is. Mm-hmm. So if we don't realize that our first experience is dysfunctional, how are we going to know that we should even seek out something different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you don't see a lot of healthy relationships modeled for youth in general today, but it's, and you don't see a lot of healthy relationships modeled for LGBTQ youth, right? Um, you know, it's hard for them to make those distinctions in Mm -hmm. healthy versus unhealthy yeah Yeah. so now so what is part of so in talking about that and and I think that it sounds like maybe there's some research or something going on some collaboration on trying to figure out you know what kids in general need Mm -hmm. and so there's been involvement of some some kids both um same sex and opposite sex Mm -hmm. In, in is it a study or maybe just some uh, just research? Some, yeah, some focus groups I was able to do on behalf of the Arkansas Department of Education. They wanted um, evaluation of their current curriculum that address, addresses relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were able to learn quite a bit from both parents and from youth alike uh, as to how the curriculum is actually being delivered in the classroom um, and from the student's perspective and how it's being perceived by parents. Mm-hmm. And so from that, we were able to learn quite a bit um, about, you know, the lack of LGBT inclusiveness for, of the curriculum, um, just the lack of topics that are covered. Um, anytime there's a, um, a lesson that a teacher is uncomfortable with, usually it's, you know, just stricken <laughs> <They just laughs> don't do it. They if we don't it. talk about it it's yeah. not a yeah. thing and so exactly <laughs> and I mean and, and so it, it was able to reveal to us just um which we were kind of aware of you know a lack of mm-hmm. consistency across the curriculum delivered in the state but um you know we, we were able to identify the gaps and so mm-hmm. now we can hopefully move forward and at least make recommendations to target and address those gaps um at the end of the day, it's always going to be left up to the school board for right. each, each district to decide. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wondering, so 
I wonder if there are more progressive states, and I probably should have done my research before coming on here today, or, you know, like California or Massachusetts where, um, you know, things have been way more progressive for much longer than than other states. I mean, I wouldn't even call us progressive. You know, we just happened, you know, federally, same-sex marriage was passed, uh, but we still have other things that we're fighting for. Uh, but there are certainly several states are way more progressive than the southern states, and I'm wondering if they have a curriculum that's specific or that addresses those topics, mm-hmm. not just relationship, but also sex-wise, and not just mm-hmm. opposite sex, but same sex? Yes, those, or, those okay. curricula do exist. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them are evidence-based curricula that can be you know, identified um, by school administration and implemented in their schools mm-hmm. if they choose. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to them to decide. Mm-hmm. But I'd also then say, you know, it's an opportunity for, for parents and concerned community members to voice um, their support for implementing such curricula. Mm-hmm. And I, So is that the best, like, from your perspective, how do we go from information's available to... Um, it's not just an option, but it's probably the option that we as a community need to pursue. Like, mm-hmm. what are the channels that you think are probably our best bet at actually integrating more inclusive mm-hmm. curriculum? Um, I would suggest going to the, your local school board and your school administrators. Um, many times there's a disconnect in what is, you know, perceived to be happening and what is really happening in our schools and um, in regards to the curriculum that's being implemented. And there's also a fear, um, many times, and um, unnecessary fear on the part of school administration that there will be backlash from parents if I do X, Y, Z. Because the research shows that the overwhelming majority of parents want something akin to comprehensive sex ed implemented in their schools. Because they don't want to be grandparents before they're 50. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So and There's that. There's, there's that. that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there is certainly an opportunity there. And, um, and then, fortunately, many times it's a vocal minority of folks who resist, you know, comprehensive sex ed from being implemented. Um, but because the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if it's something that I think that you want, um, then we need to speak out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it starts at that that local level. And I'm wondering too, because we've we've been seeing um, more and more schools in the state with GSAs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ga- getting straight alliances, even mm-hmm. in middle schools, which. Has, is surprising to me, especially when I hear of schools outside of our blue bubble, mm-hmm. so outside of Pulaski County or even Fayetteville. I was mm-hmm. going to say Northwest Arkansas, mm-hmm. but right. it's really not. Just, you know, just just Eureka mm-hmm. in Fayetteville mm-hmm. um, that have these GSAs. So I'm wondering if that's you know a positive sign that maybe we're moving towards like the schools are ready for it. Like at, at least they're they're getting closer than what they were. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if there is that, there a correlation between presence of a GSA and what receptivity to inclusive curricula? Do you think there could there very? I don't know if there's a study on that specifically, but it seems likely. It would make sense. I mean, yep. there are certainly studies that show correlations between having a presence of a GSA and um, just a general uh, positive school climate. Um, and there's uh, which is evaluated by a couple of different criteria. Um, there's also, in terms of mental health specifically, presence of a GSA is correlated with um, reduced suicidal ideation and attempts mm-hmm. among youth. Yeah. So, so it, uh, there are certainly benefits to having one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I just think it would stand to reason that that's an indicator of climate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's yeah. not like the end-all be-all I'm not saying oh everywhere there's a GSA that's where we should go right Right. but it seemingly would be an indicator yeah Mm -hmm. when you have a positive school climate you tend to be more inclusive of people in general um, more supportive of your students and your staff and you know your school body in general 
Um, so yeah, there's a lot that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, you know, and I don't know how many schools we have that that have those. I know that like, Russellville was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakeside was a surprise to me. And I don't know many more. I know Jonesboro, as far as college, I don't know about high school, but even the ASU Jonesboro, even though it's a college campus, because of that area, it surprised me that they had one that was so active. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, and we also, as far as organizations go, in Little Rock or Pulaski County, we have Pride Corps that's statewide that have kids that come that are younger. Um, junior high and high school kids that come from all over the state for activities and, and I'm not sure about what all they cover if they cover that in their meetings or not um, but not all kids have access to right. that and then you have you know maybe Lucy's place and I think they do a little bit with their that, that's an older um, age group it's 18 to 24 mm-hmm. but I think there's some kind of component within their program and of course that's central arkansas right. homeless lgbt youth but so and there's also disc and there's um, disc and car yeah so there's p flag yeah here but again those are all here in little rock all so here I'm in not, little rock yeah i'm not sure about other areas um and so for people living outside of this area that maybe can't make it in or 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 don't know about it if what would you say like what were the what as far as maybe to the parents or even to those those kids that might be listening in so unless I guess maybe a couple of different things what do you think we should talk about first <laughs> no, I'm like, well um, you know what, I'm what, trying what to are get, alternate like, approaches like parents Angie always are, knows what I'm trying to say yeah it, I, I interpret <laughs> I translate pretty well I think most of the time I don't know um <laughs> Aside from Texas Hold'em. Um, <laughs> she she sounds way smarter than me. Sounds way the words that she used. I mean, whoa. You have a much better you have a much better All right, moving vocabulary on. Um, than I do. Aside from Texas Hold'em mm-hmm. and ambush tactics, <laughs> are there so maybe some uh, I don't know tips or suggestions you can give to other parents who want to broach the topic but they just aren't really sure how to do it. Sure, um, and actually, <laughs> uh, I know Advocates for Youth, um, if you, you know, whip out your handy-dandy little smartphone. Mm-hmm. These little gadgets. Yeah, these little gadgets. <laughs> um, you know, the things that we're always trying to get our kids to put down. Um, but if you, you know, Google advocatesforyouth.org, um, one of the things that first comes up for me is 10 tips for parents of a gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender child. Um and you know, th- so there's ten handy tips there about how to engage and have discussions um, like this that are sensitive with your child. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certainly online resources um, if you're wanting to talk about sex specifically. Another website I'd recommend is called Sex Etc. S E X E T C, and so they have a lot of just online um, tools you can you know download and read about. To educate yourself um, just before you ha- have that talk so you can educate sure. your student. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that in my scope, right, in the um, counseling stuff, what I try to encourage people, um, parents especially, is to say, realize you don't have to have the entire conversation yeah. in, like, that first <laughs> sentence, like, in yeah. the first talk. like So don't go and, like compile some sort of dissertation <laughs> and feel like here are the questions that they might ask I better have this answer in yeah. here I better yeah. include this too yeah. like because I think number one it takes some of I don't know it, it can take some of the overwhelm off of mm-hmm. the parent if we go no hang on mm-hmm. like the idea is that this is a conversation starter yeah. we don't need to do it all yeah. right now all and also yeah. this allows for the kid to help you like help guide it in terms of what it is that they want and need yeah. to know like it's not like maybe the impetus, the onus is on the parent for think, initiating. Yeah, but to initiate. God, then let it be an actual conversation. That'd mm-hmm. be perfect. And then you yeah. can say, "Let's figure this out together." Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Let's say, "Hey, that's that's a good question. Something you should be concerned about. Let's see what we can. Let's see what we can find, we'll find out, or yeah. let's find somebody we can ask." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even the willingness to engage in the conversation communicates a lot. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah. and even if, like, it, when you were talking about, you know, the top ten 
kind of tips for talking to your LGBT kid, I thought, man, what if you, what if more parents had that conversation before they or their child even knew mm -hmm. that they fell into that category? Mm -hmm. How much safer would a space be in the event that their child did come out later if it's already been framed as this is completely acceptable? Mm -hmm. Like, I think mm -hmm. about, I mean, this is obviously not direct, like an indirect relation to the sex education piece but I think about with my siblings who have raised their kids that my partner and I like that's not weird mm -hmm. like that it's never been she's my roommate or that's her friend like it's never been mm -hmm. that way and so all of my littles have grown up just understanding that that's also normal yeah mm -hmm. and so like what I see like the relationships that we have and the communication that we have because that was framed in really early Mm -hmm. is dramatically different and pretty significant. Mm -hmm. Like, I can remember at some point my niece was probably almost five, and she's super smart, and that's not just biased. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember, like, we were, see, we were keeping them. We had gone to their house in North Carolina, and we were keeping them for a few days. And at one point, she just came in, and because it was completely normal to her, she just said, Aunt Angie, why aren't you and Aunt Sarah married? Mm. And I went, huh. <laughs> so there were a few things that go through my head that are like, ooh, yeah, I don't, ooh, okay, well, let's frame this. It's She's four, mm -hmm. age appropriate. Right. We can figure this out. But the big thing was, how cool is that, that that was just, like, her question? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. not a, you know, who is your husband or mm -hmm. why? Like, it was just, yeah. are you two married yet? Right. I was like, ugh. Right. No. Mm -hmm. Why not? Uh, go ask Andy Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's I heard the booming. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard let the booming me know what down the hall. Oh, no. <laughs> there was no let me know. I immediately from down the hall heard, Angela Kate. And I went, oh, she doesn't know either. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, it was just the frame of reference. And I knew, and I obviously immediately appreciated and always have, that my siblings frame it that way god how much easier our future conversation is going right. to be mm -hmm. when it's this is just the norm mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is also just how it is and your reaction made such a difference there too and that you didn't um you know make her feel as though that was an inappropriate question to oh, ask yeah, you yeah. or anything you know so yeah. you, you're keeping that conversation going for mm -hmm. sure and i think it's yeah i guess I think we can build things up a lot in our heads because we don't want to get it, you know, air quote, wrong. Mm -hmm. But then I think a lot of times we complicate it and yeah. overcomplicate it unnecessarily. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, just be with the kid and, like, answer what the kid's questions are. Like, yeah. maybe we don't mm -hmm. have to go all adult Yeah, yeah. and go, oh, my God, is this what they're trying to get at? Is this... I just feel like it takes a lot of pressure off, and I think it facilitates more open mm -hmm. communication. For sure. And I think because a fear I often hear from parents is, like, that they're scared of what the child is going to ask them about, mm -hmm. you know, and that it's... Oh, for sure. And, and for sure, and, and it's also, interestingly, some similar to backlash I get from being, um, you know, a sexuality education teacher. Um, so there's this fear that basically all sex ed is is like positions like how to have <laughs> you know what you do is give out instructions yeah, yeah right yeah. and so we don't go through the comma sutra or anything is that scissor yeah. is that really a thing no you know and yeah. so the, the, how do you do that the, and so that's the thing i think we have to dissuade these fears and that the questions are usually pretty simple and manageable to address um we just have to be willing and open to hear them yeah mm -hmm. it totally reminded me of this is several years ago now um and one of our friends had kids and the six-year-old my partner and i were over there and the six-year-old i don't know where because this is what they do <laughs> goes um do you two get on top of each other <laughs> and to, I was you, like, to you and sarah yeah well luckily i was so glad she didn't hear it because she would more likely to ramp up and be like oh my god what are we gonna do because yeah. this also happened to be a pastor's child who's asking this question <laughs> to which i was just like uh, uh what now <laughs> and he repeated repeat it that, please anyway do you two get on top of each other and i was like huh 
I mean, and, you know, yeah. the pastor parent is just in the adjacent room, so I'm like, should I just mayday this mm-hmm. thing and call them in? And then I just went, what do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he went, well, are you guys, like, married? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it was done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God, that could have gone wrong <laughs> so many different ways. Oh, but yeah. I'm going to clarify, what are you actually asking mm-hmm, me yeah. before... Mm-hmm. I go into this. Well, sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What are you, you really talking about know? wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you What do you really want to know? Like when she needs a boost for like the top show. <laughs> <or something. laughs> yeah. And it was pretty funny because then after the fact, I was like, "Hey, uh-huh. did you hear when he asked?" Like when we were driving home, she was like, "No," and I was like, "Okay, good. I didn't think you did." Mm-hmm. And then I told her, "She's like, oh my god!" Like mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did not hear that, and also glad you handled that. Like yeah. that was no, I love that. And actually, if I could just add, that was um, some uh, the most beautiful advice I was given about um, ten to twelve years ago when I was first getting into this field. Um, as a grad student, my mentor said, you will get some tough questions um, that will likely make you uncomfortable, um, <laughs> and that's okay. The, the response you can always immediately give to either A, buy you some time, or B, really suss out what a true question is, um, is why do you ask? You know, mm-hmm. So just put it back on them to then think about, Yes. What? Why am I asking this question? What is it that I really need to know? Mm-hmm. Because maybe it didn't come out right the first time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if yeah. you get tough questions, don't make it tougher. Yeah. <laughs> like just ask for clarification, for and that, then it yeah. probably gets a little bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, just to know it's okay to say, "Well, hey, you know, I don't know the answer to that," mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, and yeah, probably even make that bond a little bit tighter if you find it out together mm-hmm. you know? for sure so um yeah I could only imagine now I mean <laughs> just just some of the the questions and things that that could come from you well and I still get I mean I still get people in my office who are embarrassed and kind of try and tap dance around mm-hmm. and I'm like I just want you to know that if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it in here. And it's highly unlikely, I'm not going to say impossible, but it's highly unlikely that you're going to say something that, like, really just scrambles my brain and shocks and offends me in Mm -hmm. some way. So let me relieve that pressure. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make you talk about anything. But if you want to, Mm -hmm. we can. Like, Mm -hmm. that's part of of what we do. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing because, I mean... It was, I don't know, a week or two ago, I guess. I was having a conversation with someone who's not yet 18, but is in this, I don't, I wouldn't even call it a relationship because kids these days just don't. Um, but there's this an interaction mm-hmm. <laughs> wherein this person was considering having sex for the first time. And it was very much a didn't want to talk to the parents. And I was like, well, I, you know, I, Yep, I get that. Right. I've met your parents. I get it. (laughs) I don't blame you. Totally get it. What do you want to know? Do you feel like there's anything? Mm -hmm. And if I don't have the answer, we'll go find it. But, Mm -hmm. and it was, they were just like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, and then there were a couple of things, but it's just, I think just providing the avenue. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know this way better than I do. Alex, I'm winging it every damn day. So... (laughs) But it seems like just providing the avenue <laughs> for the conversation all. makes it Life easier. is all about winging. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, providing that, that safe space, Yeah, you know, for someone to feel comfortable to address that. No, in all fairness, I'm trained also to not react, <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm, I'm trained that no matter what shows up, what somebody says, I just, you know, poker face all day yeah. long. In all fairness. I don't know that parents should have that same expectation of themselves I'm not sure that's fair so mm-hmm. I just want to you know I want to clarify I understand that is my advantage I understand that is my advantage but you know yeah. it doesn't hurt yeah well and it, I I mean I'm about to be a parent but I'm you know I'm not quite not you, like right now not, right hopefully now. Not, <laughs> um, not in the next five minutes All right, cool. so, um, but yeah I mean we I think and I'll just use the inclusive we, uh, uh, since I'm about to be one, you know, is that we put too much pressure on ourselves to have all the answers for our kids. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, and which is interesting because kids don't necessarily do the same, you know. Right. They, they don't expect all adults to know everything, but they do expect adults to guide them towards the answers, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. And so, uh, you know, I think that we can cut ourselves some slack sometimes. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, um, <clears throat> I had something in my head, and I... So... At is U- this the thing, or are we waiting for the other thing to come back? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know if I need to be. <laughs> well, is it, is it, so, is, so UMS has a gender clinic, right? Yes. yes. And so does Children's. Yes. yes. And are you involved in both of those, or? Um, just in sort of like a, I know about them mm-hmm. type of Like, I, so, I refer people to them. So it's a gender <laughs> clinic. So we yeah. also have, you know, these kids that are preteens or teens, and may not feel comfortable talking to their doctors mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, are these clinics open to to anyone? I mean, can you go there for just physical exams or, you know what I mean? Like, so how, how do you address that or how do you find um, maybe friendly family health, you know, mm-hmm. practitioners or? So I think that, um, so a quick answer is yes, you could go there. Um, I think the more complete if not convoluted answer is those clinics are set up specifically for I would call it gender health care what I think you could do though is the information that you find with those physicians who are operating Mm -hmm. like who are running those programs uh, because those programs those clinics are not all day every day Mm -hmm. they're just like one day a week I think at this point Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, I'm less certain about the children's because it's such like it's in its infancy. Yeah, so a lot new. Um, I think if you know the personnel that are engaged in providing care in those clinics, you can see them outside of the clinic day and know mm-hmm. that you're getting a competent, sensitive provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they may even know of oh, for sure. sensitive providers in other areas yeah. of the mm-hmm. state that yep. they could recommend to. Yeah, to yeah. I mean. They all talk. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, because yeah. I've never even thought, because there was a, um, one of my, a, an acquaintance on Facebook that posted, and he's he's an older male, not older, but probably like early 20s, male talking about um, things that you should know when you go to your doctor. And mm-hmm. if they're not doing this for you, mm-hmm. you need to ask them to do it, or you right. need to find a new healthcare provider that will, mm-hmm. because as a gay man, this is important. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so um, I think so many times, because we're not even like, even me, I've, I've had to even over the last few years get more comfortable with asking questions. I don't go to the doctor a lot, but when I do, I've just always just kind of been like, oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'll just do what you say, and I don't ask a lot of questions, and I think that a lot of people are kind of in that habit when they go, they just, well, you're the doctor, you mm-hmm. know what I'm supposed to do, and so I don't need to ask questions, I just need to do what you say. Yeah. Yeah, when in really reality, we that. are in need to be our own best advocate. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I certainly think that it's um, generational. Like I can remember, you know, my old grandmama, she would just, whatever the doctor said. And I would go, yeah, but I'm not so sure about that. Mm-hmm. And luckily, she loved me enough to not say, you know, you're not a doctor, right? Uh, which I do know. Let me be clear. <laughs> I just also happen to know a lot of things. Okay. You do know a lot. I know of a lot of you things. Do. You know a lot of I things. I try really hard to know a lot like, of things. All, all of the things. <laughs> no, I don't know about all of them. But I try to know. Some That's why we need to have like a website. Ask Angie. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's ready for the answers. Love a blog. <laughs> I don't know if everyone's ready for the answers. <laughs> But I do think that that's somewhat generational, right, where the older generations, specifically before, like, WebMD, where you could just go ask Google, mm-hmm. uh, they were just like, oh, but, I mean, the doctor, mm-hmm. the doctor says. And I think that, yeah, the younger generations, I don't think, have that same dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing, because I do yeah. think that we need to question, and I think being an informed patient may be a pain in your doctor's ass, mm-hmm. uh, but who cares? Yeah. I think we see more youth today seeking the information for themselves online, um, which can be a blessing and a curse. Right. You yeah. know, depending yeah. upon what sources they're, you know, finding um, and adhering to. 
Yeah, but don't read anything on the federal list. Don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> like, but no. Yeah. But I will say I think that is a strong suit of that generation is that they're they're taking ownership of their identities and their bodies and they're trying mm-hmm. they're trying to inform themselves. Yes. Way more inquisitive and yeah. just just yeah, is it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is also just in addition to the UMS gender clinic and children's in their gender clinic, I would shameless plug for my friends at Planned Parenthood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who see a lot of um, LGBT patients as well. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not just only doing abortions, people. <laughs> they oh, God, so much more than abortions. They provide so seriously. much more. <laughs> we know, and when I went to Beers and Queers in Argenta, and they had a booth there, and who was it? Michelle Palumbo was yes. telling me about one of the doctors at Planned Parenthood and how awesome they that, that this doctor is, and that, mm-hmm. Tracy, you need to go see mm-hmm. her. You know, yeah. like, um, if you're looking for a doctor, go to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I'd never even thought about. I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, maybe I need to check into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but I also think that, and I don't know um, if we have, if PFLAG or if, you know, we have a resource that kind of talks about doctors in different areas of the state that may be um, friendly, mm-hmm. LGBTQ friendly or not, but, you know, that would be a probably a good directory to have. Mm-hmm. Because especially well, if parents know this about, you know, to to find someone that their child can be comfortable with mm-hmm. um, would be a, a good resource. Well, I think a good starting point, um, there used to be a page, and I, I assume there still is. Maybe I should presume. I don't know. Um, <laughs> on the Artec website mm-hmm. that actually does list providers, physical and mental health providers, from all over the state. And I think, again... We look at that page and say, well, those are trans-specific resources, but that's also a good place to start because mm-hmm. I assure you if somebody is comfortable and con- like confident and competent to be able to deliver trans health, mm-hmm. then they're going to be They're going to cover pretty, the rest yeah, of the... Yeah. They're, they're going to cover the rest of us, too. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a good, like, a good starting point. Like If somebody just really doesn't know where to start looking i mm-hmm. think that that's a good resource to pull up and look at mm-hmm. yeah. and for those of you who, who are listening and don't know our tech is the arkansas transgender Coali- equality coalition yes um and yeah they have a lot of resources on mm-hmm. on their site um, and I, it's my understanding i believe they're actively trying to update that directory now so it they, yeah. they might be open to recommendations or suggestions from folks who have seen a physician recently and would like that person to be added mm-hmm so. yeah because I know that um that as far as the doctors here they have people that come in from all over the state so I'm sure that they have mm-hmm. some kind of a network yeah um, there is yeah yeah because I mean I don't know I'm thinking surely those patients don't come in you know two and three hours every time they need to see a doctor that maybe they have someone locally maybe not for all of Yeah, I mean, we try to. That's been part of the intentional effort. Um, But I think, yeah, the more and more that we incorporate telemedicine, like that's going to alleviate some of that also. Mm -hmm. But there still will be times where you need in-person care. And so, yeah, we try to continually grow that and publish it in places where people can find the resources and have the access. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and we need to start sharing that, huh? Mm-hmm. We need to start sharing on mm-hmm. <laughs> out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie on our social medias, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our pages. Yep, and yeah, all that stuff. And all that good stuff. Well, this has been this has been a very good talk. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming. I was like, yeah, I, I joke about the grandmother. I mean, I'd rather be a parent right now than a grandmother. So I've been having really, it's weird. <laughs> I've been having some super bad baby fever. Oh. Yeah. I know. What? Angie's looking at me like, what? Yeah, I haven't talked to Angie about it yet. Don't make huh. me uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> I'm, all right. Oh. Uh, right. But, you know, it's... You can talk to Alex about so it. I, <laughs> I'm a go. Yeah. August. Yeah. August 3rd. I had Brandon mm-hmm. in April. You're early. Thank, I mean, it was... A I week was early. Not a year week. early. I mean, I'm sorry. That I'm sorry. Did I say I just, a year yeah, early? I'm like, just Whoa, in case Tracy. anyone's confused. <laughs> Early. Tracy, That's you need to go back goes. to health education. Have you learned nothing today? <laughs> did, did you not Man. remember ninth grade health? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> 40 weeks, Kay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh-uh. Um, God, Alexandria, thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming in today and sharing this information. And thank you so much for what you do. Mm. Um, My pleasure. Because, uh, you know, again, we're, we're a little behind 
in this area as far as these things are concerned. So the, the fact that we have that and that you guys are doing what you do is, to me, it's, um, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's needed. And just like Alex. And just just like you. <laughs> You're a big deal that's a part of a big deal, and we're going to make a big deal about it. That's and right. So, um, Another big deals. You're very much appreciated, and thank you for, for taking an, an hour out of your day to come in and, and share all of it with us. Um, and we would love to, I'm sure, have you back at some great. point in time. So I think this might be a, a multi-episode topic Um there's so, so much we could unpack. Oh, right? yeah. There's so much that we could talk about. And yeah. I think it's and it's important to talk about um, because so many times it's what we might see in a TV or, or hear from our friends when it's not, you know, the right stuff. So um, We like accurate information. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> we we like the facts. No fake news. No fake news here, guys. No fake All sex truth. news. No. Oh, no fake sex news. <laughs> no fake news. No. <laughs> Bring it to you for real. The real sex talk. Real sex news. <laughs> All the things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, this was Alexander Marshall mm-hmm. um, that joined us here today from UAMS College of Public Health. Public Health. And you've been listening also to Tracy and Angie, the host of Out in Arkansas. Thank you so much for listening. Every Thursday, you can um, check us out. You can listen to Ode episodes. Ode. I just, I, like, I just heard what myself. What was that? I know. I heard myself. What I don't. Was that? <laughs> I don't say Old O's. Episode. O's. <laughs> O's and L's just don't work Old well. Episode. <laughs> Check it out. Um, mm. You can listen to past episodes. I was going to say, you want previous? Past? Okay, cool. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, but yeah, give us a listen. And if you have questions or if you have topics that you think that we need to address, you know, shoot us a personal message on our Facebook page, comment, you know, on our on our post. But let us know what you want to hear. And also, if you want to come on as a guest and share your story, that would be awesome. And we would love to make that happen for you because the more stories that that people hear and relate to, the more hope we give. And even sometimes minds that we change so give us a shout if you don't want to come on and share it yourself we'd be happy to share it for you we don't even have to mention your name no. uh, but all you got to do is let us know out in arkansas with tracy and angie we're on facebook and we are also on instagram so check us out give us a listen thank you for listening today and thank you again alexandria have a good week have a good week bye